Hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And this is Pete. And Pete, how you doing today? Hey everybody. I'm doing real good. Pete, let me ask you, have you ever thought about the contributions that Sweden has made to our world? I have not. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you, well, you look at it. Look at, oh, oh, think about it. They gave us ABBA, IKEA, uh, Asa Base, the Swedish bikini team. But I think most importantly, their biggest export... Hockey? No, and they're actually pretty good at hockey, but no. Action superstar and chemical engineer Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, huh? Oh, he's from Sweden? I didn't realize he was from Sweden. That, see, look at this. Look at it. We're learning stuff right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dolph, uh, Dolph Lundgren, he was actually born... Hans Lundgren, uh, he's from Sweden, yeah, and... Da. I, what's that? Yeah, da. Is that da. A, da is that... <laughs> yeah. I am from Sweden. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Swedish chef, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't but, speak um, very clearly, does he? The Swedish fresh, fish chef. <laughs> No, he doesn't. But I love that. I love that Sports Center, uh, that little Sports Center vignette where uh, they're online at the cafeteria, and I think it's like Hern Lundqvist is there, and it's the Swedish chef, and like they have to ask him what he's saying. <laughs> but we're we're here to talk about Dolph Lundgren. That's his dad, I think, the Swedish chef, isn't it? It just might be. <laughs> you never know. They look they look a lot alike. They really do. Because all these years later, Dolph Lundgren still kind of looks the same, and so does the Swedish chef. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So he, um, yeah, he definitely uh, – he's an interesting actor, so to speak. He has an interesting career. Yeah, a very interesting career. Um, you know, looking looking up about him, like, yeah, he he was an excellent student. He went on. He studied, like, chemical engineering. Uh, he actually got – uh, not not a Rhodes Scholar. I think he was like a, a Fulbright Scholar or a Fulbright Scholarship to go to MIT, uh, probably to advance his engineering or his chemistry or whatever it was he was studying. Um, but he met Grace Jones, and they started dating. He was kind of her bodyguard. She was like, yeah, give up that academic stuff. Become an actor. And... Uh, Say what you want about Grace Jones. I mean, you know, she gave us she gave us the man that is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> well, she at least started his career, right? Yeah, she uh, was in that Bond film, Beauty to a Kill, which is a great movie. I love the, that Bond film. Yeah, that's one. That's Christopher Walken as the villain. Who, I mean, first of all, you put Christopher Walken in a movie, the movie just got better. Um, Does he say the Bond? I need more cowbell. <laughs> Mr. Bond <laughs> I need more Cowbell Sorry Yeah he should have right Look at oh, that. We're going was... off the tracks already I love it <clears throat> Oh why not Why not But uh, he he had a bit part there uh, He was like a KGB Like goon basically Like you see him for All of five seconds on screen But right after that he hooks up with Sylvester Stallone, and we get Ivan Drago. And I think from there, the sky's the limit with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, well, you know, I, that movie, um, a lot of people don't like that Rocky movie. 
I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess uh, by that time, Rocky's a little uh, getting boring. And I don't know, but uh, I think that I personally like that movie. And I do like the character of uh, that he plays in that movie. Yeah, I mean, as Ivan Drago, Rocky Four. I mean, yeah, I think at that point people were a little bit like, "Oh boy, another Rocky film." I mean, I did enjoy it. It's it's one of my favorites. Uh, great training montage, and you know, he is kind of that good villain, like the invincible Russian. I think he says three things throughout. You know, I must break you. <laughs> you know, like that's what he's famous for in that film. But after that, he does. Uh, he plays He Man, which I Master- liked. I loved He-Man. I think that's a very underrated film. And I think he did a really good job in that. Like, he really kind of made that character come to life. I mean, it wasn't... It was kind of loosely based on the, the, the cartoon, but he did a really, really good job in it. And I kind of wish it got a little more uh, little more attention or a little more uh, positive reviews, because it's really not that bad. They could have probably used a sequel, too. I didn't think he did a horrible job. So he comes out of the gate right now, right? And he's doing, okay, we won't really count a view to kill. But he comes out and does Rocky Four, which obviously does do well, not comparative to the other Rocky movies. Um, right. But again, uh, that Rocky movie will lead to other things eventually. And then he comes out and does He-Man, which, not again, not like a critical, uh, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say. Like critically acclaimed. Thank you. Those are the big words. Um, but it's still it's a it's a fun fun movie. Oh, it's it's definitely it's a lot of fun. Uh, he does a couple other films in there. He does uh, he did one called Red Scorpion. I don't know if you ever saw that one. That one I don't remember seeing, but you give refresh us. Absolutely. So he is like a Russian, uh, kind of like a Russian Rambo, uh, like a special forces guy, and. They're they're fighting a war. I think it's like in South Africa, and I think what they were trying to do at that time, because I think I think when the movie came out, Russia was still invading Afghanistan, <laughs> or maybe that that whole thing kind of finished up. But they tried to make it like that. So he was like a um, like sort of like a Russian super soldier, and uh, you know he was supposed to kill like the head of this rebellion. But of course, you know, he's 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 not just a machine. He's a man. Uh, He's got a heart. You know, he kind of feels for these rebels and he joins them and he takes their side. So it's kind of like a uh, it's almost kind of like his version of Rambo in a way, you know, like the the Rambo films. uh, Super Soldier comes in and kind of helps them all out. Um, It was pretty good, actually. Then he did this film, this sci fi film called I Come in Peace. Oh, my God. This, like, again, it's not a really well-known film, but uh, he plays a cop that's tracking down sort of like this alien bounty hunter. And, you know, again, it's like a film not a lot of people know. It's really underrated, but it's actually really good. And he actually really does a good job in it. It's 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 amazing. Well, you know, you skipped. I, I, you, know, you know, I never saw that one. Actually, I've heard of it, but I never saw it. Um mm-hmm. But you know, there's a movie in between that we kind of didn't talk about. That uh, go ahead. That I that I actually like. Go go for it. The Punisher. Yeah, I remember. I never remember seeing that in the theaters. I think I was at my local uh, Palmer Video 
really dating myself there. <laughs> and I saw it, and I was just like, they made a Punisher film, and it's Dolph Lundgren. And it was really very loosely based on the comic. Like, he didn't have the skull. Like, he didn't wear the, the skull uh, on, on his... Uh, on his chest there and uh but it was really it was really a unique film and it was just really weird seeing him with black hair though like that was really because you know he's known kind of for that blonde either the long blonde hair in he-man or kind of that buzz cut that he had in other films and it was kind of weird seeing him like that but yeah he was the punisher he was the first punisher (laughs) i thought that you know the movie again most of his movies that we're going to talk about or even mostly in his career, um, you know, he's not, they're not in the theaters, right? I, I mean, I don't remember Punisher being in the theaters. I'm sure it was. I saw it on the VHS as well. Um, but, you know, again, these movies are the typical, at this point in time, 80s, early 90 movies, right? They're like, the, uh, how do I say it? Not like dorky, but... It's kind of it's it's not obviously it's not what it is now. But if you look back and you look at like okay, so the Punisher, you look at the Flash TV shows around the same time, maybe a little before that, a little after that. But it's all kind of like, uh, kind of going back to the '66 Batman. It has a little bit of a hokiness to it, but it's still uh, you know it's still the car- It's still the superhero. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, at this time, you know, and I think we talked about this earlier when we talked about, like, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and and action films in general. Like, at this time, action films really kind of followed that formula. You know, you had your big kind of muscle-bound hero. Uh, You were going to have a lot of explosions. You were going to have kind of those corny elements to it, like the cheesy one-liners, which... You know, in all the films that we're kind of talking about, he does have that. He does. I remember in Punisher, um, he he kind of like, uh, he infiltrates, you know, the big secret hideout. And, of course, they catch him and they have him, like, all chained up. Like, you know, the classic, like, before I kill you, let me tell you my big secret plan. That's right. Right. And they tell him <laughs> and then it's like, you know, and now, Mr. Castle, you're going to die. Ha, ha, ha. And... You know, the, the they, they have them all set up and they're about the, the, the lead bad guy's about to leave the room. And you're like, OK, here it comes. Like, what line is he going to say? And he just turns to uh, he turns because I think it was a woman. He turns to her and he just goes, have a nice day. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it was like it really caught me off guard. But I'm kind of like now I'm kind of like, you know what? It really, really worked right there. <laughs> It's funny, you know, you mentioned all that because, like, the movies of the time, I mean, we think about, like, the 80s, the late 80s. I mean, you had, like, all these Schwarzenegger and Stallone movies. He's kind of, uh, he's overshadowed by those guys. Yeah, he really, really is. And, I mean, I think the good thing was is, you know, he, he did Rocky Four and he formed a friendship with Stallone. And I really would have kind of hoped that Stallone would have put him in more films together. I mean, later on, the whole Expendables thing, and we'll... You know, we'll get there in a minute. But, you know, they formed a really good friendship and, you know, kind of reading up on it. You know, I mean, one of the things I think Dolph Lundgren is kind of known for is his whole look. I mean, he's like six foot five. I mean, the guy looks like he's just a monster. 
And he said that's really because of Stallone, because he he was an athlete as a kid. Um, he actually, you know, he did a lot of different martial arts. Uh, he actually was, and I don't know which martial art he participated in, but he had a black belt in it. He was part of the Swedish team. He competed in Europe. He actually won a gold medal for, you know, karate or taekwondo, whatever it was that he did. So he was an athletic guy, but when he got the role of Ivan Drago for six months, he like worked out like a madman. He learned how to box and he really built himself up. And St he said Stallone was the one he was like, I was athletic, like I exercised, but Stallone got me into the whole, you know, weightlifting and diet. And I think that's why when you see him now, well, let me ask you, I don't know if you looked it up or not. How old do you think Dolph Lundgren is? Um, maybe 60. Yeah, he's 61, but, you know, that <clears throat> he doesn't is not, look it. He does not look it. No. Like, I wish, you know, I am 47, and I wish I looked like that 61-year-old. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny, and, and here goes off the topic, but um, I sit and watch TV with my wife, and, uh, you know, I watch that show on Practical Jokers. Okay. And all those guys on there found out that they're younger than I am. And I'm like, how is that possible? These guys look older than Dolph Lundgren, but they, they're not. <laughs> they're like 42 years old. I'm like, how is that possible? I'm like, this guy looks like he's in the best shape of his life and maybe 50. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe 50. And, you know, he attributes it to like he, he works out regularly. He really watches his diet. He takes supplements, um, you know, and when I – when you would look at him, like I said, I think he's like six five, and I would think like, oh my god, he's got to be like two hundred and seventy five pounds of like just all muscle. He's like two thirty five, so he's not like like I wouldn't say he's all like juiced up or anything. It's like that's that's him. And I think he's <laughs> a meathead, but he's actually very intelligent, which is even funnier. Yeah, he, you know, he, like I said, he has like a master's degree in chemical engineering. I mean, he got a scholarship to go to MIT. I mean, they don't give out football scholarships. So, I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. Um, and, yeah, it's like when you hear him in interviews, he's very well spoken. And one of the things that, you know, again, kind of reading up on him is when he met Grace Jones and, you know, she was like, look you know, you got this great look, you should, you should be like a bodybuilder or, or an action star. He actually, with uh, another guy that was, because uh, he was also a bouncer at a club, there was another guy there that was a bouncer, Chaz Palminteri, who is a pretty well-known actor. I mean, he, um, he wrote a Bronx tale. So, you know, there you go. They started taking acting classes together. So it's like, he actually studied acting, you know, he's, He's such a well-rounded guy, and I think that's why I really wanted to talk about him because he might not be one of those the most well-known action stars from the '80s, but he's just such a well-known person and such an interesting person. Can't help but talk about him. Yeah, it's interesting. Like you know, all the stuff that he's done, and, and most of his movies are, you know, direct to film. Direct, I mean, direct to TV type of. Yeah. Of movies, you know, so we talk about. Rocky Four, which is obviously, I think, at this point point in time, his biggest movie. Um, he goes on, he does Masters of the Universe. 
which, again, I don't, you know, I think that movie was made probably too early. You know, just like most of the superhero movies, kind of like the same thing with The Punisher. It wasn't in that time frame of, you know, oh, it's cool to be a superhero movie type of thing, right? Um, and then he goes, now he's doing Red Scorpion, and then I Come in Peace, which aren't, you know, and now he's he's battling against his buddy Stallone and Schwarzenegger for, for you know, top billing, and he's not getting it. Yeah, I mean, you know, those guys still at that time, they were really kind of at their peak. You know, maybe Stallone was starting to kind of fade back a little bit and Schwarzenegger was still going strong. I mean, that time, you have those two guys. You have Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, Steven Seagal is still kind of there. You know, the Lethal Weapon movies are starting to come out. So sort of like the action film industry i mean it's pretty it's pretty you know over overflowing there you know i think he kind of got lost in the shuffle and i think you're right about you know the punisher and masters of the universe they came out at a time when it was sort of like comic book films you know what bunch of nerds are gonna go see that i'm not gonna go see that um if those films came out today you know, forget it. I mean, they're gonna, they're, like, it's it's like he, the timing was not right for him, but now it seems like he's kind of having a comeback with the Expendables, he was in Aquaman, uh, I haven't seen Creed 2, but I heard he did an excellent job in Creed 2. Yeah, he was very good in Creed 2. Uh, he was definitely, I mean, again, he was, he was kind of the same Ivan Drago from the uh the first film but then right. you know he softens towards the end um but yeah i mean he again he's he's come full circle with his his career starting with the rocky and going through all of it now to the creed too does he because uh, i know you saw it does he get a lot more speaking speaking uh speaking parts or speaking opportunities in uh creed too most of his speaking is in russian Okay. Yeah, but he does talk a lot more. I mean, he t- comparative to the first movie, he does. Not comparative to like you know a lot of the movies that he's that he's been in. You know, um, right. So you know he does like come in peace. I do the cover. The, he did a movie called Cover Up. Okay. Do you know that movie? Uh, that one I'm not familiar yeah. with. I'm you know because I mean he's I think he's been in over they said you know including all these kind of directed video films he's been in over like forty films. I've seen some of them, but. 40 films. <laughs> well, you know, let's just talk about that before we go on to the next movies. Think about, so Duff Lundgren is not the great, the biggest movie star, but the people that he's worked with in his movies up to this point, um, you know, he's worked with Stallone, right? Right, right, yeah. Luke Gossett Jr. Yes. Courtney Cox, who is not really an actual great star, but is a star, right? Well, um, she is a star, yeah. 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 And then his his movie, the next movie that he, uh, that I saw um, again, I saw that on video at some point in time was Showdown in Little, in Little Tokyo. Yes, yes, with Brandon Lee. Right. Uh, I, and I actually, over on Stuff You Don't Need to Know, I talked about that because back when it came out, I really liked it. I thought it was a great pairing. And then a week or two ago, I'm just flipping the channels and I'm like, oh my God, it's Showdown in Little Tokyo. And I just had to watch it again. 
and it's great. Now he's he's buddy buddy with him in that movie. Yeah, they are. They oh, it's one of those cop films where it's like he's sort of like that lone wolf, like I don't need no partner. And Brandon Lee's like tough luck, man. I'm your partner. And then by the end of the film, they're like best buddies because you know they watch each other's backs and stuff like that. The thing that's really funny about that film. So you have Dolph Lundgren, uh, you know, basically a giant Swedish Viking here. But his character was actually um, was actually raised in Japan. So he has all these like traditional Japanese values. It's almost more like he's more comfortable uh, hanging out down in little Tokyo with with all the Japanese immigrants and Brandon Lee is supposed to be half Japanese, but raised in California. And he's, you know, man, oh, like, no, it is Japanese culture. I'm a, I'm a surfer, whatever. You know, so it's like this sort of like, almost like when you look at Rush Hour, where you have Jackie Chan coming over and hooking up with Chris Tucker, just reverse it now, you know, because that's pretty much what, what what Showdown in Little Tokyo is. And it's, it's really, it's got that action film formula and the two of them actually worked really well together. And unfortunately, two or three years later, Brandon Lee, you know, tragically passes away while filming The Crow. It would have been great to see the two of them kind of like almost like a lethal weapon kind of thing, like see them kind of hook up more and do kind of more of those buddy cop films. I think it really would have been Showdown a little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're right. I mean, again, another budding star that he's worked with, and then unfortunately he does pass away during The Crow. And then he moves on to the next star uh, with the with uh, Universal Soldier, which I think is enough, now 1992. That's the one he does with... Um, with oh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jean you mean? Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Yeah. Now, he's not really the lead in this movie. No, that that's more of a Jean-Claude Van Damme film. But he's he's the big villain in there, so he's pretty important. Right. So, I mean, now he's working again with another action star, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So the, let me ask you this before we go any further. You look at the movies that Dolph Lundgren's done, and you look at the movies that a guy like Jean-Claude and Steven Seagal do. Is, he, is Dolph Lundgren better than those two guys? I think he is. I absolutely think he is. Um... Jean-Claude Van Damme is definitely, you know, he's an incredible martial artist. Uh, Steven Seagal started off, he had a lot of potential. I mean, when we when we did that whole episode, you know, he started off with great potential, then he just went nuts. I think the thing is, and if you actually, you know, and I think when we talked about Aquaman, I mentioned this, because he is in Aquaman. And I said to you, I said, I never realized that the guy could actually act. And if you go back and you watch some of these early films that he did, you know, kind of take away the fact that they're those traditional 80s, early 90s action films. He actually is a better actor than any of those guys, any of those action guys, I think. He, he actually can really, really act. And it's... It's just the timing or the roles, maybe, or the fact that he came out at a time when there were so many action stars. He got lost in the shuffle. You know, he's he's definitely the better actor, I would think. Yeah, okay. I, I, 
he I mean he didn't get the best films per se, but definitely the better the better actor. Yeah, and I, like like you know like you mentioned earlier with Masters of the Universe and Punisher, those films just came out at the wrong time when films like that were seen as like childish, you know, why do I want to go see a film based on a cartoon or a comic book? That's silly. Where now this is what we're getting. Um and plus two, you know, he came out at a time when Jean-Claude Van Damme and Schwarzenegger and Stallone, uh, you know, Bruce Willis is starting to make a name for himself. Uh, the Lethal Weapon films are coming out. So Mel Gibson's making a name for himself. It's like he kind of got lost in the shuffle there. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. I mean, like I said, again, the, the 90s did not. I mean, he, he did a lot of good work, but never really got the. Um, the movie that really would have made him the next Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. I really would have loved to have seen him and Schwarzenegger together. I mean, I know technically they're to kind of together in the expendables, but you know, kind of in both of their times, <clears throat> like if the two of them were together in a film that, that I really would have loved to have seen. Yeah. It definitely would have been a great movie. Um, you know, again, he. Does, I think right now at this point in time, his best role is Rocky, Ivan Drago, even though he doesn't really talk too much. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's really what he's known for. I mean, you know, if you if you say to somebody Dolph Lundgren, the first thing that pops into their head is, you know, I must break you, Ivan Drago. You know, that's that's definitely it. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. So, um, you want to you want to talk about the Expendables? Yeah, I mean the Expendables comes out. Um, and, you know, it's kind of headed up by Stallone with the whole, you know, his whole thing is, is, you know, I'm going to bring back these action stars that, that we all knew back in the day. And we're going to kind of recapture that uh, action film formula, you know, practical effects and a lot of explosions and, and this and that. And, you know, he's he's one of the guys that are right there. And one of the interesting things is, is when that first film came out. Um, I saw like a, a promo for it where they had, you know, all these action stars lined up, you know, all the guys in the film and they were like in all of their films, like who has like the highest kill count, you know, in, in, in all their films and Dolph Lundgren, because he's made 40 something films. Like he, it was him. Um, you know, he was kind of like the biggest, baddest action star, but you just didn't know that much about him. And you know, his character, Gunnar Jensen, is just so unique because he, he turns on them in the first film. You think he gets killed, but he doesn't. And he kind of has a change of heart and he comes back. And now he's on Stallone's side, but he's still kind of crazy. And again, you watch it and you're like, this guy actually could really act. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about who's in this movie with him. Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet yep. Li. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call Randy Couture an actor. Uh, no. You know, you have guys like, in depending on which one, you had Antonio Banderas, Wesley Snipes. I mean, everybody. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in these movies. Mickey Rourke, Chuck Norris. I mean, there is some... Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Terry Crews. <laughs> um, Eric Roberts. Harrison Ford. Jean-Claude Van Damme, as Van Damme. we said before. Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson, yeah. I mean, there's some serious chops. Now, if this movie was made like... 20 years ago, it would have been probably the greatest movie ever made. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, 
all those guys you just mentioned, you know, most of them were big action stars back in the day. Um, you know, the fact that I think, yes, yeah, for the third one that they get Harrison Ford in it, that they get Mel Gibson in it. Um, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, when we talked about him, we said he was probably the best Expendables villain. Uh, and apparently, you know, these films are really well, well received because he's currently filming or it's in post-production, like Expendables 4. It's on its way. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, okay, we got to stop soon, but uh, do it now. But So here you go. You We're got getting this, paid, so. Got, that's all they care about. So you have Stallone, Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Eric Roberts, and Randy Couture. That's like kind of the main people. Um, yeah. Would you put up put them up against the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's fair to the Avengers. I don't see how they could win. <laughs> Even with the superpowers, right? I mean, think about oh, it. Oh, forget it. <laughs> this, if these guys made an uh, Avengers movie, this is it right here. Just needs to be yeah. better written. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's I th- like I said, I think the thing that's so interesting about him is, you know, he, he's probably well-known – but if you ask people, like, you know, have you heard of Dolph Lundgren? Oh, yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Okay, name his films. They'll be like, well, Rocky IV. <laughs> and, and, oh, he was in The Expendables. You know, it's like he's so well-known, but you're almost sort of like, wait, why is he well-known? He, was How many films was this guy in? It's He's just so unique. And I think also, too, the fact that when he kind of started making this comeback, like when The Expendables came out, you know, okay, Jet Li's really not that much older. Jason Statham's, you know, kind of a young guy compared. But you look at him and you look at Stallone, and it's sort of like, well, we could see who aged well there and who really didn't age very well. I mean, Stallone's almost 70 years old. Yeah, and which, again, look, I mean, when I'm 70, if I had a body like that, like he does, then yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, there's no, no doubt in my mind. So he moves on after all these movies, and now he comes back as um, Drago in, in Creed Two, where basically yeah. uh, Drago's son is looking for revenge for his father's loss to Rocky. So he plans yeah. on taking on Apollo's son. And the movie, yep. uh, you haven't seen the movie, but really the whole thing yeah. is based around Apollo, uh, whatever his name, Ad- Ad- Adonis. Adonis, yeah. Right. Uh, Adonis is trying to revenge his father's death, mm-hmm. and then you know the mo- You know they they have the two fights, which is a typical of a Rocky movie, and you know yeah. it's it really is a good a good film. Um, is it the best Rocky film out there? No. Uh, the one thing you do see in this movie is basically there may, there's going to be a, a Creed three, but there's going to be mm-hmm. no, no no Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, that he's kind of like, you know, it's not really Rocky's story anymore, so. Yeah, you know. so he moves on. But I'm sure, I don't think we've seen the end of, of Drago. How's that sound? Ooh, that would be really interesting. I think in uh, Creed 3, we're going to see Mr. T's kid come out and, uh, and fight him next. We're just going to st- stick with that trend. <laughs> <laughs> So, does Hulk Hogan have, does Hulk Hogan have a kid? Uh, you know, maybe maybe he's he's waiting in line too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thunderlips part two. <laughs> Thunderlips Junior. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, brother. That's right. <laughs> All right. So let me give you a, a couple of uh, Ranker stuff here for you. Our buddy Go Ranker is back. 
And I know He's people, back. people hate our top fives, but screw them. Well, we're doing it, so go for <laughs> we're it. We're doing it. All right, so his top ten movies. Okay. Okay. Number ten, The Joshua Tree. I am not familiar with that one at all. <laughs> no, never mind. Uh, this tells you how much I watched Star Thunder. Number nine is Masters of the Universe. Oh, that is way too low. Come yeah. on. Agreed. Oh. Especially since this is the one he really starred in, per se. Yeah, uh, that was like his first leading role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dark Angel. Dark Angel, I did see. Very good revenge film. Um, I don't think, because a lot of his direct-to-video stuff, he kind of like wrote and directed. I don't think he did for that one, but very good film. Yep. Red Scorpion, number seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that was kind of when he was making a name for himself. Again, I don't think it's a lot of, a, a film that a lot of people know, but, you know, great action. He's got his one-liners in there. Very good film. Showdown in Little Tokyo was number six. Oh, again, ranked way too low. That is such a great film. <laughs> number five is The Punisher. Yes. Okay. All right. We talked about, yeah, I mean, I, I liked his turn as the Punisher. It was pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people don't like it, but again, it's 1990. No one's making these films. It's not like, you know, the Thomas Jane version of Punisher was very good. Oh, yeah. But the ones that came after that, like the, the three different Punishers, I definitely put the Dolph Lundgren Punisher up against those other ones. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Jane did a great turn as it, but like I like like you said, they made a comic book film at a time when nobody was making comic book films and they were really kind of looked down upon. It was, it was just bad timing. Yeah. You know, and to be fair, the John Berthal one on, on Netflix uh, mm -hmm. is very good. I mean, he does a good job. It's very depressing if you want to watch it though. Um, yeah. It's just depression after depression after depression. <laughs> um, but again, it's, <laughs> it's in the time of superheroes versus when, you know, Punisher, we had, the beginning of flash on tv and it was you know there was nothing spectacular it was there wasn't anything out there that was being done it kind of um remember in the, the late 70s early 80s when they had battlestar galactica right? yeah yeah and it was it was in that same realm like star trek it had that kind of like hokey feeling to it even though there was some <laughs> murdering going on <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they were trying to, you know, with that, they were trying to capitalize off of Star Wars. But, you know, I, I just think at that time, people weren't ready for stuff like that. You yeah. know, again, it was kind of like that poor timing thing. But, yeah. you know. Uh, number four, Expendables 2. Okay, yeah, that's where he comes back and uh, he's crazier than ever. <laughs> Expendables 1 is, is number three. Or okay. Just the Expendables, I'm sorry. Sure, yeah. Universal Soldier and then Rocky Four. Okay, yeah. Uh, he actually, th there was a bunch of Universal Soldier films um, after the first one. Uh, I think the second one they released into the into the theaters, and then they did maybe two or three more after that uh, that were direct to video. And in one of them, his character, Dolph Lundgren's character makes a return and has like a big showdown with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That was, a, and I forget which number that was. That was a pretty good one too. Um, he did another film, direct to video film called, uh, Pentathlon. Okay. Tell us where, about it. okay. So he was, he plays like this, uh, East German 
um, gold medalist in the pentathlon, which, you know, I think it's like horseback riding, shooting, fencing, swimming, and there's a fifth one. I forget what it is. So basically, you know, he uh, he tries to defect and then it's like a whole international espionage thing. But basically all five events in the pentathlon get incorporated into action scenes. So like he's horseback riding, then he has to fence. Then there's like a thing where he has to swim. And it's just, it's just, you know, you, you talk about sports films. It's just like, Oh, well, here you go. Here's one. It's a sports action film about the pentathlon. <laughs> it was actually, it's, it's corny, but it's good. <laughs> That's <laughs> and I think that's Dolph Lundgren. He's corny, but he's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, he does have. Again, he's built. He's in that same, that same realm of, um, the Schwarzeneggers and of. I think he's more on the level of Jean Claude Van Damme, probably. Um, yeah. Just because of the movies that he got stuck in doing, so to speak. But um, you know, I think that. Uh, I th- I think he's better than those guys. I think he's a better actor than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, as much as I love Schwarzenegger and, and, and I love those films back in the day, you know, if you kind of swap Dolph Lundgren, like, you know, a movie like Commando, if you swap Dolph Lundgren in there, maybe it's a little bit of a better film, you know, because maybe acting-wise he could kind of kick it up a notch. Because uh, I think, you know, with Arnold... What he's known for, of course, he's you know he's a big guy, he's a big bodybuilder, and he delivers those one-liners, you know, in his films. I think Dolph Lundgren has the same kind of look and could probably deliver those lines a little bit better. So you know, you look at some Schwarzenegger films, and it's like swapped Dolph Lundgren in there, and then kind of speaking of that, let's not forget Kindergarten Cop. Stars, uh, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Direct a video, Kindergarten Cop 2. Who's the new cop? It's Dolph Lundgren. He's following the big guys. He's following them. He's fo- and it's actually, you know, if you could find it, it's, again, it's one of those, you know, corny direct video films, but it is very, very good. And it kind of makes you think, what if what if they had put Dolph Lundgren in the original Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> exactly. That's it. That is an interesting point. <laughs> because he's, it's, you know, in, in Kindergarten Cops, Stallone, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Schwarzenegger, when he's with interacting with the kids and he's sort of like, you know, losing his mind kind of a thing. And, you know, he's like, shut up, shut up, like that whole thing. When you see that happen with Dolph Lundgren, it almost sort of looks like, I think Dolph Lundgren's going to slaughter this entire class because he, <laughs> he just has that, like, Ivan Drago look. And you're like, I think he's going to kill these kids. <laughs> so, uh, it's, you know, I, so, so overall, you know, if we look at his career, um, is he the greatest actor of all time now? Is, yeah. he, probably, is he one of the greatest direct-to-video uh, actors of all time? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you stack his films up against, like, the other king of the direct-to-video, Steven Seagal, I mean, his stuff blows it away. Um, what about Nick Nicolas Cage? 
Yeah, because Nicolas Cage will just, you know, oh, there's a paycheck attached to this? I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I think, like, with like when you when you see Dolph Lundgren's films, his direct-to-video films, a lot of them he writes and directs them. So he really, you really get a sense that he tries to make it good. He's not just, like, oh, uh, this is just a chance for me to make another film and collect another paycheck. I think he really wants to... to or he really was trying to put out something good. And sometimes they were kind of good and sometimes they really weren't. But it's, I think it's the fact, you know, that it's him, you know, his acting and just his presence, you know, you, you kind of enjoy them. So I would say in that whole direct to video market. Yeah. He's kind of the king of it. All right. Good. Well, that explains it all. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, so we've talked a lot about Dolph Lundgren. So can yes. we talk about somebody else now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a movie that we missed in there that we talked about that really people should go see or not see? Uh, out of his 40-something films? <laughs> yeah, and the ones no, that, I, that you know of, that you've watched, that we haven't talked about. No, I think we kind of covered them all. And like I said, you know, I'm sure you know people know him Rocky Four, you know, and Masters of the Universe, and you know the Expendables. But if you really want to get a sense of Dolph Lundgren, I, w I would recommend Showdown in Little Tokyo, uh, check out The Punisher, and yeah, look for Kindergarten Cop too. <laughs> and of course, Masters of the Universe. And of course, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So if they they redo that movie, he obviously can't be. Uh, who who would play He Man now if we did a He Man movie? Wow, that's a good question. If we did a He-Man movie now... And it wouldn't be direct-to-video. You'd have to go to the theaters. Yeah. and the, So you can't say Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who could do it now. Maybe, you know, just because when I think of He-Man, it kind of makes you think of Thor. Maybe a Chris Hemsworth type you know maybe he could do it could uh doth london be uh skeletor he could probably be oh what was the guy's name man at arms the guy that was kind of like he was kind of like that war veteran you know <clears throat> you know uh, i've been fighting skeletor you know before you were born oh, like kind of thing that's like his his bodyguard right man of <clears throat> yeah kind of like that yeah like he he could definitely do that i think so it's just, you know, before we wrap up on Dolph Lundgren, Aquaman. Yes. You think this is his big return? I definitely think so. You know, I, like I said, when I saw the film and I saw him there, I was kind of like, okay, I guess they're sticking him in this film, you know, whatever. But even though he doesn't have many scenes, the scenes that he's in, I was like, this guy can actually act. Like, yeah, maybe we should give him a chance and maybe give him some good, you know, maybe not leading roles, but supporting kind of roles, I think he could do it. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see if he does have a big comeback I'm, or a I, mini comeback. <laughs> I didn't even know that was him at first because the orange hair threw me off. Yeah, right, it did. It kind of threw me off. Like, for a second, I was like, wait, is that? Yeah, that's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> so you think if he'll be in Aquaman too, most likely? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, his, his character survived, so sure, why not? I mean, that's Mira's dad, so... 
He you know, did a good Aquaman, job with that. <laughs> yeah, if Aquaman wants to date Mira, you know, he's got to he's got to ask Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I did see that yesterday again as as we talk about Aquaman. Um, so again, great film. Dolph Lundgren awesome keeps film. the film all together. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think he did. You know, like I said, in the, in the small amount of time that we do see him, he does do a good job. So. I have to say, this guy, he must know a lot of people, or he's just that good of an actor. He. He's worked with some serious actors between Stallone, who's probably the biggest of them, all the way up to, um, oh, God. I mean, guys like Rob uh, Roy Schneider, Schneider, what's his name? The guy from Jaws. Rush, uh, Roy Schneider, yeah. Schneider, right. So he's worked with him, Lou Gossett mm-hmm. Jr. I mean, this guy's worked with the best. And it'd be nice to see him do a film on his own that's gets to um, – gets the lead because he really hasn't done a lead movie yeah really not since masters of the universe like since that time yeah yeah, yeah it would be nice yeah, it, it, would it really nice. would be nice all right so Dolph Lundgren we got him out of the way thank god uh, <laughs> <laughs> we survived Dolph Lundgren uh, so, uh, uh, wait, <laughs> I'm so you know what I, I did read something interesting yeah um there was like an interview with him and they kind of kicked it off by telling a story that you know he he has a house in Sweden and these guys broke into his house and his wife and like two kids were there and you know the robbers caught them tied them up and the kid was like you know you don't want to do this like do you know who my dad is and they were like who and he's like Dolph Lundgren you know and they looked and they saw you know all the memorabilia and everything they realized it was his house so apparently they got scared and they like untied his wife and kids and were like we were never here don't say a word and just left <laughs> true story who knows but i thought that was kind of funny oh, that is, yeah it is funny I mean, he is a scary looking dude i wouldn't want to run into him in an alleyway, you know what I'm saying? Even yeah, at, even even at the age of 61, I would not want to run into him. <laughs> no, there's, that's not happening. <laughs> oh, by the way, he he appeared in Sharknado Five, so definitely, definitely, he's, he's made it. Like if you've appeared in shark, a Sharknado film, you're on your way. I think everybody's been in Sharknado films. I think everybody. <laughs> I really, yeah. When you hear some of the people that like make guest appearances, <laughs> I'm like, really? Is They're that the trend now? They like do these stupid, stupid movies just to you know, as a either as a joke or just because you know, you want to the actor wants to look like they're like you know, uh, versatile, like, or they're kind of like cool or yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, what one of them kids watching Sharknado? All right, I'll do it. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay. Anyway, where can we find us, Jay? <laughs> Where can we find us? Yes. So uh, you're listening to us on Anchor where we have that call-in feature. So Dolph Lundgren, if you're listening, call in and let us know what you think. (laughs) Uh, We're also on iTunes where you can rate and review us. We do appreciate that. And really, anywhere you can find a podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Underplace, (laughs) yeah, Spotify. uh, Listen, if you can find a podcast, you'll find us. That's right. Uh, We are on Instagram uh, at Enter the Nerd Zone. We are on Facebook, and how can they find us on Facebook? (laughs) Just type in Enter Enter the Nerd Zone, and they'll find us. There you go. That's where they'll find us. They'll find us on brothersinarmchairs.com, where we where we share our love uh, along with our 
our Brothers in Arms Hairs, Nerd and Me, as well as our other shows, Fat Guys uh, and Little Coats. Yep. Stuff You Don't Need to Know, which yep. is Jay's specialty, and Defender <laughs> of the Realm, which is also Jay, who talks about gaming. So Jay's, gaming. Jay's busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Dolph Lundgren of podcasting. <laughs> that's right. You are the Dolph. <laughs> yeah. I just don't look like the Dolph Lundgren uh, of podcasting. Right. You're as tall as he is, but uh, you, do, you do a better acting job on uh on these shows than uh, that he could do. I'll, I'll give you that, okay? This <laughs> this is your Masters of the Universe other than Nerds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you can find us all those places. Check out all of our shows. Um, make sure you guys are checking out um, Main Street Comics in yes. Milltown, New Jersey. They're on Instagram as well, at Main Street Comics, as well as um, Kirby's Comic Book Store. Uh, or Kirby's Comics Store on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and when we post on Instagram, we'll, we'll link those guys to you. So you know Absolutely. to find us. And then, of course, the Lag Bar, where you could do all your gaming and drinking needs in California, Anaheim, California. And yep. I think there's one more, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, Geeks Unite Cafe. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, at Geeks Unite Cafe. And that's uh, Ellen, who's out in the Pittsburgh area, who sets up gaming events, gaming nights, things like that. So if you're into tabletop gaming, definitely check that out. And I want to give a, a new shout-out, if that's okay. Uh-huh. If you are in the Boston area and... You love comic books. If you're a writer, an artist, uh, if you want to get into comic books, or if you're just a comic book fan, look for the Boston Comics Roundtable. Now, they're not on Instagram, so just just go to Google, type in Boston Comics Roundtable. It'll take you to their webpage, and you can find out when they have meetings and events. They're really a great group. Uh, Diana's getting involved with them up there. And, uh, yeah, if you're in Boston, the Boston area, and you're into comics, check them out. Right, let me just say one more thing. I, Go for I, it. I know, like Jay, he's a busy man. I have a new show, not part of the Brothers in Armchairs Network, kind of a an offshoot, um, Conversations with Jason and Pete, a different different Jay. But um, yeah. we talk different. We talk a lot. We don't talk nerd. We talk health. Uh, music, not music, health, uh, food, family. So just look for that uh, as well. Uh, everything you can find on Anchor, everything you can find on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you're checking us all out. Um, so, Jay. Yes, sir. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Batman, I must break you. <laughs>